The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. King of kings, Lord of lords, you are good. Savior of my kind, you are good. The one with the healing stripes, you are good. Our deliverer, our provider, our promoter. The lifter up of our heads, our defense, our support, our joy, our strength, you are good. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Today, in a very miraculous way, visit all your children. Touch each and every one of us. Command your blessings into our lives. And just let all be well with us. And then take all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Well, let someone shout hallelujah. Then wave at one or two people and say, God will be good to you today. And then we may please be seated. We are continuing our series on going higher. And we are now in part 65. And we are moving on to 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 19. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 19. And so he, that is Elijah, departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Probably to be able to grasp uh, all the gems that are in verse 19, maybe we need to read again from verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. 
And Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. You can then jump to verse 19 and see the connection. So Elijah departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelve. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. The first thing we want to note here in verse 19, as we go higher in the Lord, is something we want to call the issue of time. The issue of time. God has a timetable for everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, from verse 1 to 8. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8. The Bible says, as far as God is concerned, there is a time for everything. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to sow, a time to reap, a time to sing, a time to refrain from singing, a time to embrace, a time to, to refrain from Embracing and so on and so forth. Everything has a time. For example, in Romans chapter 9, from verse 14 to 16, Romans 9, from verse 14 to 16, the Bible tells us that God says, He will have mercy on whom He will have mercy and compassion on whom he will have compassion. That's what he said. But then, Psalm 102, verse 13, Psalm 102, verse 13, tells us that even he's having mercy, he's having compassion, he's time-bound. Because I want to to verse 13 says, Thou will arise and have mercy on Zion. Why? Because the time to favor her, yea, the set time has come. I believe very deeply that the time for someone has come. Amen. Now, how do I know when my time has come? You see, because in the passage we read here, Elisha woke up in the morning. He wasn't expecting anything other than 
to do his business as a farmer. But some meetings have been held behind his back. And that meeting is about to disrupt his entire plans. How do I know when my time has come? When your time comes, two major things happen. And so as you are growing spiritually, take note of these very, very important things. Number one, certain things will happen beyond your control, absolutely beyond your control, that will affect you profoundly. Certain things will happen to certain people that are not connected to you in any way whatsoever, but will spill over into your life. For example, Genesis chapter 41, from verse 1 to 44. Genesis 41, from verse 1 to 44. Joseph had known long ago that he was going to be a great man. The people will be coming to bow down to him, brothers, even father and mother. But when his time came, it was a king that had a dream, two set of dreams. <laughs> Joseph was Having a nice sleep, the kind of sleep you can have as a prisoner, particularly if you are the one in charge of the prison. And somebody was dreaming. Two frightening dreams. By the time the dreamer woke up from his dreams, Things started happening in the life of Joseph. The man who had been forgotten, even by the fellow he had helped, was suddenly remembered. Why? His time had come. By the end of the day, the prisoner had become the second in command to the king, knees began to bow. A man who was in prison was now riding the second to the best chariot in the whole of Egypt. Why? His time had come. When your time for promotion comes, as we find in Daniel chapter 2, you can read from verse 1 to the end. Daniel 2, 1 to the end. The one that's going to be used to bring about your promotion will have a dream. 
and forget the dream. <laughs> the king had a dream and forgot the dream. He called the wise men together, come and interpret my dream. They said, we can't interpret your dream unless you tell us. He said, uh-uh, I've forgotten the dream. Why? Because there is one person, just one man called Daniel. A prisoner, a slave, who was going to be promoted before the day was over. It wasn't Daniel that dreamt. It was the king that dreamt and forgot the dream. When your day comes, something will happen beyond your control to someone who will be a vessel in the hand of God to bring you to where you are going. In 1 Samuel chapter 9. You can read it from verse 1 to 27. 1 Samuel 9 from verse 1 to 27. When the time for promotion came for Saul, his father lost some animal. It wasn't the fault of Saul. He didn't know how the animal got lost. And incidentally, while Saul was about looking for the lost animal, the animal was found. But in the meantime, in searching for the lost animal, he came in contact with Samuel the man who was going to anoint him to be king. For Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. For Samuel 10, verse 1. Consider David. For Samuel chapter 15, from verse 1 to 29. For Samuel 15, from verse 1 to 29. David was doing his own job, minding his own business. He had nothing to do with uh, somebody called King Saul. He didn't know that King Saul had disobeyed God. And therefore God had told King Saul, your kingdom is over. I'm taking the kingdom away from you. I'm handing it over to someone else. David did not know. He had nothing to do with it. But by the time you now move on to 1 Samuel chapter 16, if you begin to read from verse 1 to 13, 1 Kings 16 from verse 1 to 13, God spoke to Samuel. Now fill your horn with oil. I'm sending you to the house of Jesse. A new king is about to be anointed. 
when your day comes. The one the almighty God is going to use to bring your promotion. To take you to heights you are not even dreaming about. Who do something that will lead you into the fulfillment of the purpose of God for your life. I don't know who God is talking to today, but the one that will help you will not even be able to do anything until they come to you to help. Amen. Second thing that will happen when your time comes is that wherever you may be, when your day comes, the favor of God will locate you. Particularly if you are in God's plan. For example, consider Isaac. In Genesis 26 from verse 1 to 14, Genesis 26 from verse 1 to 14, Isaac was not at home. He was in another nation. And there was famine in the nation, not caused by Isaac. And Isaac wanted to run away, and God located him and said, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I brought you here to prosper you. Isaac, you might have forgotten that in Genesis 22 from verse 15 to 18, Genesis 22 from verse 15 to 18, I promised, I swore that I will bless your father, but that I will multiply you. Your multiplication is about to begin. God located him there and said, don't go anywhere. This is your land of multiplication. By the time God finished with him, you know the rest of the story. You can read the, the chapter all the way. <laughs> Even the king of the country came to him and said, Sir, please go away from us. You have become mightier than us. One man became a threat to a nation. Or oh, consider Jacob. Jacob was running away from his brother, Esau, because he had just claimed the firstborn's blessing. And then in Genesis 28 from verse 10 to 16, Genesis 28 from verse 10 to 16, because God's plan includes Jacob, he was sleeping 
in the bush, using a rock for his pillar. He wasn't in a synagogue. He wasn't in anywhere you could consider where you could have an encounter with God. But God located him. And he had a dream. You know the story. And God visited him and said, I'm the father, I'm the God of your father, Abraham. Every promise I made to your grandfather, Abraham, I will fulfill in you. The favor of God located him there. When he woke up from his dream, he said, ah, God is here. And I didn't know it. <laughs> God is everywhere. In the same case of Jacob, when you read Genesis chapter 32, from verse 24 to 28, Genesis 32, from verse 24 to 28, The Bible tells us that when Jacob was returning home after several years in exile, self-exile, and his brother was coming with 400 men to come and deal with him when he was alone, God came again. The favor of God located him again. And a man became a nation. God changed his name from Jacob to Israel. When your day comes, it doesn't matter where you are. The favor of God will locate you. In Exodus chapter 3, from verse 1 to 5, Exodus 3, from verse 1 to 5, Moses was at the backside of a desert. Not just a desert, at the very backside of a desert. But God has a purpose for Moses. And God located him there. He wasn't even praying. He wasn't listening to a sermon like you are doing. But his day came, and God located him. From time to time, you have heard me say, as God speaks, there is someone here. And before the day is out, that someone will know, ah, glory be to God. My time has come at last. I'm praying for someone listening to me now. Your time will come now. Amen. I've never forgotten the story of one of my pastors. They married for 26 years, if I remember correctly. Barry. There was nowhere else to go. He's already in the Lord. He's even a pastor in the church. And then during the Holy Ghost service, the word of God came and said, there is someone here. Your waiting is over. 
Because God had promised, I will make you fruitful. But year after year, year after year, nothing came. He jumped for joy. Where the wife was, the wife said, amen to. After 26 years, their time came. And it wasn't long after that that we began to hear their testimony. Not only have they gotten a child, now they've even got a second. But then there's something else that I need to touch very quickly because this particular passage is loaded. And that is the something you will call the issue of priority. The issue of priority. Because in First Kings chapter 19 from verse 15 to 17, First King 19 from verse 15 to 17 that I read earlier so that we can understand verse 19. God told Elijah what I want you to do. Go anoint Azael, king over Syria. As appointment number one. Number two, anoint Jehu, king over Israel. Assignment number two. Then anoint Elisha as prophet in your place. That's number three. One, two, Three. And if you know anything about Elijah, he's the original yes man. When God speaks, he obeys. But here, in verse 19, we found Elijah going straight to Elisha. Isaiah, you can wait. Jehu, sit down. I'm coming. <laughs> First, let me deal with my successor. I can't finish this sermon today, so we'll pick it up next Sunday. But this is telling you that your son your legacy is very, very crucial. We're talking of visual priority. Charity must begin at home. Are you a child of God? Are you already growing higher? Are you leaving your children behind? Your child, your family is your priority number one. God himself said that anyone who is going to be a pastor, a minister of God, must first of all qualify from home. He must have his home in order. Kings are for the nation. 
your children are for you. Don't forget that when Absalom died, who had dethroned his father, etc., etc. When Absalom died, and the whole nation was rejoicing that the uh, rebellion is over, what was David doing? He was weeping, Absalom, my son, Absalom, my son. Because the town, the nation is for everybody. Your family is your own. Your family is your own. Beginning from this moment, pay any price that will bring your children into the kingdom of God. Because they represent your tomorrow. We'll continue from there next week if the Lord tarries. As for those of you who are not yet born again, your priority according to Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, Matthew 6 33, is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other thing would then be added. In other words, if you are seeking money, you are seeking position, you are seeking anything else, but you have not yet sought the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you are wasting your time. So I'm appealing to you today to come over to the Lord, surrender your life to him, Get everything in right priorities, and then your future will be all right. So if you want to surrender your life to Jesus, you want to begin to seek the kingdom of God now, could you bow your head where you are, and I will pray with you, and the almighty God will bring salvation to you, and then you join the family of God, and you become a child of the living God. Because he said, as many as will believe in him, to them he gave the power to become a child of God. Until you become his child, you are nothing at all. So if you will bow your head now and cry unto him, and say, please save my soul. Move me into the family of God. Forgive all my sins and I will serve you. Ah, I will join you in prayer and your time will come today for salvation. Let us pray. My Father, my God, Savior of mankind, thank you for your word. Thank you especially for those who are saying, ah, Lord, I want to begin to seek you and your kingdom now. Please accept them Save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins. Receive them into the family of God, Lord. From now on, please treat them as children, so that when they cry unto you for anything, you will answer them by fire. As for those of us who are already your children, 
I pray that you will give us the grace to do everything necessary to bring every member of our family to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.